Get inside my podcast. Get inside my podcast. Get inside America's most multidentical podcast. <laughs> the pod people. I'm the podzessor, Matisse Fedrossum. I'm Ben Sheets, but you can call me Lanyard Gates. Zombies, spiders, and scary bats. My name is Cleveland, and I'm here to spit facts. What's up, y'all? I'm rapping. Oh, my God. It's 1991. Yes, we're... Tonight, we're back in the in the halcyon days of 1991 with a, 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 a brand new Patreon pick episode. This film, uh, this this selection... This comes, banger. This, uh, okay, <laughs> speak for yourself. I do. Um, this, this selection comes courtesy of our honorary pod boy, Micah. What's up? Who has chosen for us the 1991 film... Popcorn, directed by Mark Harrier. This was a fucking weird movie. It was a lot to unpack. It was a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun. It is a a fun movie, yes, it is that. I had a great time watching this. Um, It is a convoluted Looney Tunes-ass movie. Sure, at the same time, it's... It's a love letter to the move, going to the movie, to going yeah. to the movie, to Saturday night at the movies, to movie mindset. Who who cares what picture you see? Yeah, man. If if I've said it once, I've said it a thousand times. I always respect when a movie leans in, and this movie leans in hard. This movie goes leans way in. Yes. Yeah. What's the movie? What's the movie about? Popcorn. It's about yeah. Well, it's aptly named Popcorn. It's about uh, a group of film students uh who decide to put on a uh, all-night horror-thon at a local theater to raise money for their film program but what's this there's some sort of uh mysterious black glove phantom of the opera style killer uh on the loose who has some connection to our protagonist what oh my god and the dark past of a man named lanyard gates oh my god objectively the funniest name (laughs) how did they name this motherfucker lanyard Lanyard's coming for your neck, man. He's coming. Be careful. Like a Pro- lanyard. Protect your exactly. neck. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> protect your neck. <laughs> well, uh, not only do they decide to throw like a, a horror movie marathon at the local theater, it's all William Castle-esque gimmick horror movies. Yep. Mm-hmm. Which is amazing. Yes. It's uh, a love letter to the, those old... 50s era gimmick horror movies. Something we need to cover more of on the podcast. Yeah. I've been thinking about this. Well, we can't really get the the full experience, the of, experience. of Smellorama yeah. in uh, <laughs> in a home setting. Question for y'all. Or the Tingler. Did any of you ever see like a Scratch and Sniff movie? No. I always no. wanted to, Mm-mm. though. Growing up, Rugrats in Paris had one where they partnered with Burger King. Awesome. If you bought... Like a Burger King meal, it came with a scratch and sniff ticket and that you could, you could use during the movie. And you could so, smell the Rugrats' dirty they diapers? Little, yeah, like shit and French food and escargot. <laughs> shit and French food. <laughs> and, uh, What's the difference, am I right? Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I like uh, the meat sauce, oh, the brown sauce. Oh, oh, oh. Shout out to our French listeners. <laughs> All one of you. Um, no, Smell of Vision Zero was now. awesome, honestly. Like, that was one of the most memorable movie-going experiences I've ever had, no joke. I believe it. And honestly, uh, when we were in film school, one of my biggest regrets on uh, screenings at the uh, UWM theater that I missed was they did a screening of John Waters' Polyester with the Scratch and Sniff ticket. Oh, shit. And, uh, yeah, I I missed that. I missed that, too. It's truly, like, a movie-going experience. And I feel like 
if they did a gimmick movie nowadays, it would sell a fucking billion dollars. Yeah. Because people love gimmicks, A, even more so than bro, ever before. Bro, if they had set up little, uh, little like, hoses to gently spray you with water during Avatar 2... Put me I, in the splash zone, baby. Yeah, bro. What, what if I told you in th- some theaters they did... Jim, big Jim. <laughs> have a you visionary. heard of a 4D theater experience? Yes. Yes. Where they have the shaking they rock seats. Your seats and shit. And yes. not only that, they have the sprays. I've so never they done. Showing, I've never done one of those. They were showing Avatar: Way of Water with the shaky ass seats and the spray. That's... So they would just shake the shit out of you for three hours and then spray you in the face with quote unquote water. <laughs> Piss. That sounds like a transcendent experience Honestly. to me. <laughs> I'm already yeah. like so sucked in when I'm watching that movie, living on Pandora with my friend Spider and Pyacon the Outcast. <laughs> a little bit of a, a little a gentle misting, a little spritzing in my face would have just like really brought that experience home. I think. Just not to, the one gimmick I, I'm glad to see largely go is those real 3D glasses for movies that aren't shot for real 3d because that shit makes oh yeah well yeah we've talked a lot about 3d 3d is kind of a uh, a bust gimmick bro but uh i will say avatar Avatar. 2 in 3d and that was pretty fucking that shit was fire man i must say yeah as a a 3d detractor but yeah i think you're right it's like it's got to be shot for 3d right yes i I think the 3d thing is like the last big gimmick movie thing we have anymore and uh well i mean like you said there are the 40 theaters yeah who who do it so they don't have any of those around here that i'm aware of. but yeah i'd love them playing up kind of the the gimmick nature of all these movies Mm. and not only that they have their own little interspersed like 50s movie parodies within yes. this movie i had mistakenly thought that this movie was like an anthology horror film in a way it's not of. it's not really but yes at the horathon you know they are playing three films and these are all like original films like in the universe that they did shoot like little bits from and we do get to see like a few minutes of each one so it does kind of have that sort of anthology vibe and like the kills that are happening like in the in real life in the movie are paralleled by what's yeah. happening in these they're like, themes, amazing these little gimmick films. Yeah, they're themes. So yeah, which it, is it, super fun. It does it does have yeah. So even though it's not like a it isn't an anthology film, it does kind of have the vibe of one sort of. Yeah, I enjoyed that. But yeah, the 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 films they do are fun. The mosquito they've got mosquito awesome. It looks great. Which is just like giant mosquito. Giant mosquito. 50s camp, you know, Americana camp. Mm -hmm. uh, Attack of the 50 foot tall woman. Giant mosquitoes just sucking the the head out of this dude. Yeah. The the original fly. Yeah. And that one is, that one they do in 3D, right? Because the gimmick is that there's a big, then a big, they have a big prop mosquito that flies out from behind the screen. 3D projectorama, I think, is what they call it. Yeah, something. a lot of ramas. Yeah. Yeah. Shakarama. Yeah, that, that's that's for the the atta- the other one, the attack of the amazing electrified man or something like that, which is fun. Mm. Convict gets the electric chair, but he's injected with a special serum that makes him not die, and so he becomes an electric man instead. Because you've got red cells and you've got white blood cells, but what about a third magneto magneto sites sites yeah yeah they turn you electric that's great that what was right out of the 50s I, I i thought that was really funny dialogue no <laughs> yeah they they do a really cute job they all feel like they're they're from that era it's a it's a very apparent love letter i really wanted to see more of the third movie called the stench the stench which mm-hmm. was it seemed like some sort of like like a toho like japanese exploitation so, yeah. hong kong exploitation style like weird 
Asian horror movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looked super fun because about it, it was full of like, bad so dubbing bad. and yeah. shit. Mm-hmm. It was about a stink so bad that it kills you. you got two spelunkers. And that one's a, a stinky case. Sm- that one was the Smellorama one. They're pumping the stinky smells mm-hmm. out through the vents. Mm-hmm. A lot of fun dialogue around that. You know, oh, this one's dead dog. This one's B.O. <laughs> but it stands for dead body odor. Okay, so when when they're setting up for this this uh, horror marathon, they go to the theater and they're introduced to the most uh, fucking foppish dandy ass motherfucker <laughs> wearing <laughs> him. He that's what that's that was where my, I was going with that. Like he comes out and he's like he's like I used to run my own theater and I kept all of these. Fa-. He's the one who's got like the smellorama and like the the like fake electrocuting thing they put under all the seats and We're like gonna reanimate the dead. And he's got all one. of that. Yeah, he's got yeah. all that shit. And he just after that montage, he's just never seen again he dies immediately after he walks off this is a heart attack the uh yeah, love, like, yeah to he, be clear he, we, up, he doesn't act like we don't see him die or anything no, no, but no. he just yeah he's just the actual gone. actor yeah. like, he rides off into the yeah. sunset like uh you know it was funny is the like as soon as he walks into frame i think we all had this like who the fuck is this who guy? is this dude yeah because <laughs> like, well, he he he's wearing a cape yeah and a cane yeah. and he refers to himself as dr m like, yeah, it's awesome. just so over the top. Dr. <laughs> M's magical movie mystery machine. Man. <laughs> Man. Great. The whole movie has that kind of tone. This movie mm-hmm. is fucking Looney Tunes as shit. Yeah, it's a cartoon. It's like... It's like it's like if Looney Tunes did Phantom of the Opera is basically what yeah, this movie is. Yeah, I will say, like, the, the tone is borderline corny through like I would say it's, like, would say it's popcorny cuz uh, movie name. yeah you were saying it's kind of bad in like the montage where they're just like oh my god doing weird shit to music and the fucking s- bro it doesn't help that all the film students are just the worst most obnoxious they're film yeah. people well I mean, Sorry, guys, but well, they're film students. Okay, I mean, yes, but, like... <laughs> <laughs> listen. Listen. This movie... Let me... Well, I'll just say that... I'll just say that these... This particular group of film students uh-huh. are politely neurodivergent as fuck. <laughs> I... They are... They all have... They all behave as if they are like severely mentally disabled. I, they all, they all, most of them do like stupid voices. One is introduced by saying that he thought that Police Academy Five was better than Citizen Kane, and I got hardcore PTSD flashbacks of film school where a certain uh, student said that Episode One of Star Wars was better than Citizen Kane because it was in color and Citizen Kane is in black and white. Yeah, he said that any movie in color is inherently better than any movie in black and white. I thought uh, the intent was pretty clear with that too, where the our protagonist film student uh, wakes up from a scary dream and they have a tape recorder and they start taking notes on their scary dream for their screenplay that they're writing. I love that shit. I thought it was like, Right on the nose. Uh, sorry, guys, but uh, we're we're she's she's talking. She's like she's like uh, setting up a scene. She's she's scripting out in her mind. She's like, yeah, start on the guy's eyes, fiery like a volcano. Uh, you know, cut to the rain that you know cuts like a razor, and like it's all like baby's first script. You know, metaphors. I, I loved that shit. I thought that was very cute. That and, was pretty uh, fun. Yeah. Um, one of the film students is uh, both in a wheelchair and cross-eyed, and he talks like this. Yeah, they push that one. The film department at the school is like five people, yeah. and they are all um, special needs. It's our yeah, basically. Like, it's it's just enough people to have a memorable body count. <laughs> yeah. Which is great. And not even all of them die. Yeah. Believe it or not. Um, but yeah, man, that montage where they're fucking setting up the the theater with all of these fun effects and the fucking song Saturday Night at the Movies, 
Who cares what picture you see? Well, they have it's all about one. how you fucking getting, uh, you know, a handy from your best girl up on the balcony Through and then have some popcorn. About yeah. fucking in the balcony. Basically, yeah. yeah. It's like, I don't, yeah, I don't, it doesn't matter what we're watching, you know, we're, we're fucking, we're sucking and fucking up on the balcony and, <laughs> you know, Saturday night at the movies, baby. Yeah. Well, it's it's funny because they have not one but two songs. Oh God, they have no, they have more than two songs. <laughs> well, in that montage, like they they start with the Saturday Night at the Movies, and then they cut to this reggae band that comes in. Oh yes, well they're that's that's diegetic. Yeah, because that they're they're playing outside. Well, we, of the... we we soon learn because at first we were like. Is that Chet Hanks? Or are they doing okay, no, a white patois no, thing? No, no, no. Two different, th- two different things. Yeah, there's, there's the, them. there's the Jamaican band who's playing outside during uh, when like everybody's buying their tickets. But during that montage, it's not a different song. It's during that same song. It just inexplicably, for one verse, switches to like Jamaican <laughs> patois. <laughs> Well, yeah, it's such a left turn it's that part it of, it's part feels of the like same, a second song. Yeah, but like... it's part of the same song. Mm-hmm. And then... Yeah, it's 1991. you got to have, like, a reggae interlude. Yeah, right. I mean, you know, it was <laughs> real popular back then. Yeah. <laughs> then they sort of, like, carry on that theme by having, like, the house reggae band who's playing outside when everyone's buying their tickets. Then later when the power goes out, they bring them up on stage to well, play. The, the movie really like leads you into the 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 deep water too like a, a it, it starts it starts you out very nicely by just having well for the first thing we hear in the score is a uh a, a nice classic 80s synthy spooky dream sequency carpenter s very nightmare on elm street you know kind of stuff and it's all very nightmare which is great yeah very nightmare and then um but then the track after that, when the, I forget exactly what the sequence is. When they're like introducing... School, uh, we get that, like, like, like sort of stuff without It sounds like the Sonic soundtrack. Yeah, yeah, it did. It sounded like the Sonic soundtrack. And I, like, I was dancing along to it, all kind of robot And that was kind of fun. And then we get, like, the, the the song with the reggae interlude. And then we go full reggae by the end of it. And so, like, we kind of get... We kind of lead into the, the patois fun and i'm i'm i could not be more here for it if i'm being honest i i thought it was corny as fuck and for a movie called popcorn that's what i wanted yeah well, it, I, it I was sure, glad to see sure that it popcorn. was it was uh, black people doing patois and not white patois a la chet hanks yeah a la chet hanks or um first first jason you remember first jason oh god oh god <laughs> We went to this fucking oh. metal fest last year, and one of the bands on the cars called First Jason because it's the band of the guy who played, of Ari Lehman, who played the, uh, the first Jason, Jason Voorhees. The first yeah. Jason Voorhees. The, the child, just the, not the monster. Right, yes. right, yeah, just the one in the one shot who comes, comes up, up out, out of the, the water at the end and pulls her. Yeah, it was that dude. And he has, uh, uh, a reggae metal band and it's terrible. Oh my <laughs> gosh. And he plays the guitar. Plays the guitar and and uh will just like bust out the fucking patois and just like, ooh man, that was that was brutal. Cringe. I'm glad he's not gonna be back at that festival this year. <laughs> oh. Thank God. Anyway, in this movie, the Rasta was provided by bona fide Jamaicans. Well, we did learn at the end of the movie. Oh my god. In one of the most shocking, yet oddly unsurprising developments. Well, it made a lot of things fall into place, but it still absolutely blindsided me. Just like, at the very end of the credits, after everything, the last thing is filmed on location in Jamaica. (laughs) And the film is set in, like, Southern California, like, around L.A., and it's, like, just just at the very end of the movie, filmed on, filmed on location in Jamaica, and it's like, okay, well, suddenly all of the reggae music makes a lot more sense. They probably just pulled a band off the street or something. But Jesus Christ. Okay, so, story things. While they're setting up, they find... In this same box of shit, uh, they find a mysterious old 
short film. They decide to say, hey, what 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 the fuck? Let's screen this. Well, I like it too because uh, when they're right before they're about to open it, they talk about how oh, you know, these these old movies used to be flammable. They used to, you know, like sometimes they would just catch on fire just by opening them. Yeah. And the guy opens the film and the girls go, boom, you know, and it kind of startles everybody. And it it's already, you know, in a fun, jokey way, it's setting up that this movie is dangerous. Yeah. And I think that's fun. I think well, that's they put it on and it's an experimental short film called Possessor. Mm-hmm. And it's no just, relation. No relation. <laughs> and it's just extreme close-ups of this dude's eye and mouth going, I am the Possessor. I am the possessor. Get into my mind. Get into my mind. And then we do get a couple of wide shots and we see that he is a a most Balkan looking gentleman with very long hair and a beard and doing Balkan ass motherfucker. This Balkan ass motherfucker doing some shit with like a big ritual dagger and then they're like, oh man, that sure was fucking weird. And then their film professor comes out of nowhere and he's like, yeah, it's called Possessor. Well, and it well, was- he says, specifically, he says, yeah, I don't really know too much about this movie. Or what is, I don't, have, like, all I don't have I don't have all the facts. I don't have all the facts, but, all the facts, facts. but here, <laughs> let me give you all of the facts. Yeah. This movie was a movie made by uh, 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 the leader of a film cult named Lanyard Gates. <laughs> our, our man Lanyard. Lanyard Gates, and he shot this film, but ex- everything except for the last scene, but he did the last scene in real life on stage and killed his family and then set the theater on fire, and oh, woo, was so spooky. Now, okay, I think this is a good time for me to bring up my one gripe with this film. Okay. All right? Mm. And that is that that last note, in the past, when this guy shot this movie or played this film, and he tried to kill his audience, his, his family on stage, he set the movie theater on fire. Yeah. And that's brought up multiple times. And they also mentioned that they're going to hold this movie, they're going to hold this film fest in an old-timey movie theater, like a big, like proper theater with a mm-hmm. stage and all the rest of it. It's like the one I used to work at. It's condemned. They're going to destroy it in three weeks, so they got to get their film fest together in two, and then we get our montage. And so they're saying, like, this building is condemned. It's going to be destroyed anyway. Hey, this bad guy from the past who's going to come back to haunt us, he tried to burn down the theater. This celluloid is flammable. They just keep setting up that there's going to be a big movie theater fire, and we never get it. I was a little pissed. I was a little peeved. I was excited for a grand finale while the theater is burning down, and this movie did not have the budget for that. And Bingo! <laughs> yeah. And, and like, That's why they didn't do that. Don't Please don't set me up for a cool finale if you can't fucking land it. Like, uh, like him killing his family on stage is kind of cool finale. We got a great finale. It was a, it was a nice misdirection, I think. Well, yeah, but the the direction we went that well, we still feel the effects of the fire because our our villain is uh, horrifically burned. Mm, yes, very much a la Freddy Fan- Krueger. And Phantom of the Opera. Yes. He's got a fucked up face and wears masks to hide it and does uh, uh, shenanigans behind the scenes at the theater. And uses a vocoder like Phantom of the Paradise. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good yeah. point. But he doesn't Good look point. like the guy from Berserk. No, he does not look like uh, like Griffith. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it is, it is a, a very Phantom of the Opera... Uh, giallo black glove killer kind of thing we we even get some like direct black glove stuff manipulating the remote control for the the big mosquito prop oh, that he used to fly it, that into was incredible. and impale the film teacher why is the act the mosquito prop so sharp i don't know he sharpened it <laughs> he sharpened yeah i guess why is it so sharp sharp enough to kill a man but uh, uh, that yeah that that whole bit was great mm-hmm. um well and after he kills him uh we see him drag the corpse away and put his face into a mold into to make a, mold. a mask and yeah. he makes a mask of his face and then he wears it and he uh he uses it to seduce one of the students which is fun because the student is like going along with it and, and then like, he everyone makes... wonders how i get my straight a's and it's like it's a film class like no one's wondering that it's pretty easy a and then he makes a mask of her face yeah well well his that kill sequence is actually my favorite they they go to kiss each other and during the kiss she realizes that something is wrong 
And it's cool because as the audience, like, we have the dramatic irony, and we see that, like, this, like, we see the the rough seams of the latex, mm-hmm. like, behind the jaw, but she doesn't see it in the dim light. And so they go to kiss, and then she realizes, like, oh, something is wrong, as he, like, bites her tongue, and he pulls back, and the mask, like, the, the latex is stuck to her mouth, so as he pulls back, the latex, is all the nasty latex mm-hmm. is, like, stuck yeah. to her face, and you can't tell, like, what is his face and what is like her face that he's pulling off out of her like what's her tongue that he's pulling out of her mouth sort of inside the latex it's great um i love that i thought that was like really yeah fucking that was cool and uh and you know and then he pulls the rest of the mask off and that's when we get the reveal of what his actual face looks like and he looks like freddy krueger with big staples i was gonna say he looks like red skull oh that too yeah you know i think it would be this is a stupid aside you ready yeah I think that the next of uh, the Batman movie should have Clayface, and they should do this with it. It is going to have Clayface. Didn't you see that they announced no, that? No, I didn't. Did I just ago? call? Oh, yeah. fuck yeah. Okay, well, they're going to do this, right? They're going to do a popcorn with it, because like, that movie is like, more based in realism. I don't know, I don't know if a, if a 2023 or whenever it comes out, Batman like, movie is going to reference this. I feel like relatively obscure. Like that, that, that the Batman movie. is very gritty, you know, like the whole Joker thing. The, the Riddler is an incel guy with <laughs> black tape on his face. So what shit. is Clayface? Clayface is going to be a burn victim who wears people's faces. It's going to be dark. Oh, okay. and, it's going to be very dark and gritty and realistic. You know, all the people well, that. You know, wear people's faces. Well, and... they're going for like you're saying. You're saying he's gonna like literally wear masks of people's faces and not be like a shapeshifter like he is in the comic. Correct, books. because okay. like yeah. they're going for like because some... they're going for more realism, real yeah, realism. Yeah. You know, in the loosest terms, but like more than the cartoons and comics and yeah. stuff, and, yeah, and yeah, more sure. than the Nolan ones. So they can't have a man made out of clay. No, he'll be yeah, it'll be a guy who wears people's faces because like the Riddler. Sure. They, I mean, they turn the Riddler into a serial killer, right? Yeah, they're, he's he's the seven guy basically or jigsaw so they're gonna do the same with yeah all all of them (laughs) yeah fuck it who cares let's do with the mad hatter too let's do clock king i don't give a what about calendar man what what about calendar man all right these are real questions why am i encouraging this conversation no i'm done with it too i let's let's move on (laughs) shelf that shit what are we talking about uh face swapping uh face face swapping in this movie is inherently silly and I love it. It is one of the things that make this movie is narratively extremely convoluted. Sure. And the, the face swapping aspect very much contributes to that. But it is one of my more preferred aspects of it because I think it is visually interesting. Yes. Well, I also love that he kind of weakens at Bernie's <laughs> yeah. some of the bodies around, um, like uh, the one girl up in the balcony. Yeah, mm-hmm. the same the same student that he yeah. uh, rips her tongue um, from. Yeah. He's just kind of standing behind. Standing behind her and like puppeting her <laughs> and she's kind of like <laughs> in the shadows. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and they fucking buy it. I like the way that, like, he moves her during that scene, too. It's kind of mm. stop motion. Like, it feels very unnatural um, in both, like, a scary and kind of cute way. Um, this movie rides that line beautifully, I think. Where it's, like, it's it's cute, it's corny, it's Looney Tunes-esque, but, like, it's still real people, so there's something sort of unsettling about that. Yeah, the, I mean, there there are, like, a few moments that are, like, kind of eerie, you know? Like, the 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 like kiss with the face ripping thing that you described that's one of them yeah like him sort of like puppeting her in the dark um later when they like go down into the basement and like the protagonist has like the flashlight and it's dark and she keeps like shining it and it'll hit him and he's wearing like one face and then he'll like dip out of the beam of the flashlight and she hits him again and he's wearing a different face like that kind of stuff is like yeah you know this movie's dumb and goofy but also like it's kind of creepy, a little bit, yeah. you know. Well, and they know kind of how spooky. to do sort of tense set pieces too. Mm-hmm. Like I, I think the uh, the scene with the guy in the wheelchair with the uh, electric uh, board, the switchboard, yeah, the switchboard works it does really the well. Shock effects for um, all of the because seats. they they set it up with such great tension. Where the big baddie he uh, ties the dude up and puts a little tape recorder in front and tells him about these little lights on the board and that if the yellow one goes off, he's dead. Yeah. 
And so... Well, I like it, too, because he says, like, yeah, it'll be the, the 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 green one and then the red one, and then I, I don't remember if it's the blue one or the red one after that, but when it hits the yellow one, you're fucked. And that's cool, because, like, we're like, oh, is it the blue one? Is it this one? Like, towards the end, we don't... We don't know which it's going to be, and that's that's cute. It's very playful. Well, it's well, nice because it builds tension really mm-hmm. well, and it's it's synced up with what's happening in like the movie that the audience is watching, shocking their seats. The, yeah, where where like the dude is like grabbing people and shocking them, and it'll like set off the electrocution thing in like some of the seats, and it lights up one of the lights on the switchboard. So it's like every time this character on screen is about to touch somebody, it's like, oh, is this going to be the is this going to be the yellow one? Well, and not only that, but the dude's tied up, but he has, like, his fingers loose a little bit, and he's inching towards the it's cord. like, almost to, able to reach it. To, yeah. you know, disable the yellow switch. And he almost does. And, of course, doesn't quite get there. And it does a totally fucking cartoon-ass... Uh, electrocution, like lightning effect, as he's well, getting it's all, like, hand drawn on. You know, it's yeah. so funny because the the effect in the fifties movie looks so much better than it does. <laughs> you in, think? Yeah. yeah, I think I think it being in black and white helps. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Like, well, the fifties one, like, well, for both of them, they're hand drawn, but the uh, the the quote real life one is like also has like the the blur and the. Uh, the the ultra glow effect on it the too. bright like the, the bright blue yeah yeah stuff and like I, I it think looks more cartoony fun. yeah mm-hmm. uh, and and of course like none of that light source is affecting the rest of the scene either <laughs> the end of Hellraiser does that as well yes it does um, yeah Hellraiser does it the best I think out of all of them they're all traced you know it like traces their it's still kind of corny oh it's okay it's it's corny as fuck but like it's it's um like technically the most fun like because it like fully traces them and shit like yeah I love that it's an inherently hokey effect yeah yeah but yeah like like I think they do a great job building tension in that scene and they they do make the most out of the gimmick you know set pieces that they have which is really fun yeah, I mean they they that's definitely where like the majority of the effort went in. Mm-hmm. And for this type of movie, I I appreciate that cuz it is kind of like, you know, reflective of what's happening in the actual movie. It's sort of like a fun house of like goofy gimmicks, you know. Maybe this is a bit of a tangent, but this kind of takes me into an interesting bit about the movie is like the audience is very actively participating. With yes. all the movies. What is y'all's opinion on, you know, audience participation in movies? Well, th- I think there are different types of audience participation, and okay. I feel differently about the different types. It also depends on context, right? Like, yeah. what kind of movie is being played, how and why. Like, right, Rocky Horror. Like, Rocky Horror. Rocky Horror thing, like, throwing spoons and... Well, that's or, or, sorry, rice yeah. or whatever. And well, then... the room is another one. Ben yeah, and I, Ben and really I have been spoons, to, right. to screening of the of mm-hmm. the room, and yeah, they they do the the spoons thing, and I think that kind of audience participation is fun when like that's the experience that you're there for. Yeah. The kind of audience participation that I don't like is first of all just regular ass movies. <laughs> They're not an experience like that. And depends. Yeah, it depends on the regular. I think honestly for me, like if it's a regular movie that I'm not having a great time with, like someone heckling the it's movie <sighs> yeah, makes it more entertaining. It depends. I I really don't like like tryhards, like people who are <laughs> like trying to like do bits during the movie and it's not landing. Like if you can, if you it's can, it's an art. Honestly, it's an, yeah. it's, a, it's an art. It's like if you can pick a really opportune moment for like a really like brief joke of like a couple of words and you can nail that great but there's nothing more fucking obnoxious than a dude who keeps shouting jokes at the screen that are not landing and nobody is laughing that shit is annoying as fuck sure i kind of love it for movies that i take less seriously in general yeah like i think if it's a serious movie yeah shut the fuck up don't talk you know through the movie and ruin the experience for others but like 
if it's a campier, you know, sillier movie that's more over the top, sure, you know, even if it doesn't always land, that's fine. Yeah. You know, I think part of the movie-going experience is, like, that communal experience, which this movie highlights super well, of, you know, people laughing at parts that might not be intended to be funny. Yeah. You know, or screaming at parts that might not be the scariest, but, like, are elevated because you have audience participation and people screaming in the theater. Yeah, like, well, that but that's, that's kind of different, right? Because that's, like, a communal thing that you're all participating in. Sure, that's not, like, one sure. dude trying to do a fucking Mystery sure, Science Theater 3000 in, in, in this bit, movie, you know? in this movie... Lots of people are heckling the movie. Yeah, all over the place. It's and old like that's where that's where it works movie. more. Yeah, you know, sure. if it's just one guy, sure, it, you know, but if it's everyone pitching it, well, there is bit. in this movie there is like one guy who does keep shouting jokes, and I even said at one point somebody should kill that guy, <laughs> and like that that's a, that kind of dude is fucking annoying. Honestly, well, but I, I think like that that movie like during like a big movie marathon where they're showing all those cheap movies to this young crowd, this college town crowd. Yeah, this that is, guy would be there doing that. This is the I, I like this that. is the time for everyone's all in costume. Like it's it's a big like communal event. Yes. That's something you're going to, you're expecting that kind of thing. That's part of the experience. Yeah. You're signing up for it. Yeah. So those jokes See suck. and <laughs> you know, I think not only that, you should take it to the extreme. Have you ever seen like Nollywood movies? Like Nigerian Hollywood. Like who could call them? Captain no. Alex? Yeah, who killed well, Captain Alex? Yeah. yeah. Well, Hollywood, Nollywood, like those kind of. Even Uganda, they have VJs essentially, which are like active commentators through the whole movie. I don't know how I'd feel about that. It, right. It's so entertaining. I mean, like, it depends on the movie, but for, for that context, fucking great. I don't know. I, I would love to see like a movie with a live VJ. But like okay, depends so, on the movie. Citizen Kane. Back to Castle the movie. Black. Like I, I, I think that stuff is super fun in this movie because like it plays up kind of the experience because like obviously they're B movies, you know they're they're meant to be kind of joked on and dunked on a little bit, and that's fun. So our, our protagonist, who's been dreaming throughout the film, uh, she. She yeah, comes she's, to the realization that she is the child of the evil cult leader. Who, of, of Lanyard Gates. Of Lanyard Gates. Yeah, because, well, it's like the, the movie, like, you, you, she's having, like, a nightmare, and, you like you said, she wakes up and starts recording it. Like, what she's dreaming at the beginning is basically part of what we see in the the possessor short film like it's the sa- the man is the same you know uh the same balkan gentleman um and so yeah she's like whoa what's going on like she she a- goes home early in the movie she goes at home and asks her mom um who looks like robert patrick from fucking t2 <laughs> um just like it's like, do you know any? Do you know about a guy called Lanyard Gates? And her mom's like, "What? No, definitely, absolutely not. Nope, not me. <laughs> not me. me. Certainly, I don't know about that." And she's like, "Okay, cool, mom." And then the mom gets a call, a mysterious phone call. It's like, oh, "Come down to the theater. You're I'll be the sixth dying. ring of hell." I love waiting. how the the theater is named the Dream Dreamland. World theater. Yeah, Dreamland. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, very, very. A lot of this stuff is like very Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's great. I love it. But yeah, the mom goes down there and she gets she gets got, um, seemingly killed. It's revealed that she's not later. But yeah, so like we that we scene know was very giallo, by the way. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, Where she's being like stalked through the theater by yeah, there's like a spotlight on the her shadowy figure. Yeah, as uh, things appear in the darkness. Well, yeah, like all somebody is like setting off a lot of the like spooky horror gimmicks that the yeah. students have set up and everything. Yeah, and then a pair of arms comes through like the screen behind her and grabs her and pulls her. It's yeah, crazy. it's yeah, very uh, very jello. And when she's pulled into the darkness, we cut to a cackling animatronic. Yeah, as the green light from it, you know, keeps flashing so, on and off. So through all of this, we know. That obviously our protagonist has some sort of connection to this 
mysterious, spooky lanyard gates guy and everything. So she comes oh, to the realization well, that lanyard gates is her dad. Oh my god, I'm the child. I I was the one who escaped the fire. She is the what, dream child. One yeah. one key detail that I want to <laughs> mention is uh, the whole thing that kind of kicked off the the possessor thing within you know the the narrative of the movie is uh this film cult was making all these pretentious experimental films and people were booing them and saying they sucked yeah <laughs> because like that's the opposite of like a communal experience that people want compared to horror movies and uh he was like oh i'll show them i'll bring them in and you know kill my I'll make family them, i'll make them part of the of the movie yeah yeah, um, which is funny because later when they put on uh, a Possessor, like in the middle of the stench, they switch it over to Possessor, which the killer does, and in me, everyone is me like, boo! <laughs> what the fuck is this stupid fucking experimental bullshit? Yeah, this wanky well, ass we, art house bullshit. We even bullshit. get the villain walking through and saying, you know, yeah, this sucks, right? Doesn't this suck? Yeah. <laughs> No, there, there's another threat I, I, I thought was a little odd. And that is, uh, during the, the Smell-O-Vision movie, uh, the stench, um, he gasses the audience with something different. You hear someone be like, oh, I can't feel my legs anymore. And, like, do you get the sense that, like, it's paralyzing the crowd? I think they're just playing into the gimmick. They're just they're, playing yeah. into the gimmick. Yeah. Yeah. I they're just, so, it's the audience participation I thought, thing. I thought he was, like gassing the crowd and paralyzing them well, no because he's not them. gassing them it's the one of the students is gassing them and he like yeah but he's the fan of the opera guy so like he switched yeah. out the things or whatever right like is what i thought and then like they were they couldn't move and then he would burn the place down while they couldn't move it almost nope seemed yeah, like that, he, that was, happen, he was planning cool. to and then he had that revelation that the one film student girl was like madly in love with him and he had a bit of an existential crisis yeah. because of it and, like, stormed off. Well, okay, that's that's kind of jumping past the, 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 re- the reveal that sure. further convolutes this whole thing. Is it like, oh, it turns out that the killer is not actually Lanyard Gates because he actually did die. The killer is the child of one of the cultists who was also in the theater when it was set on fire. So he was horrifically burned and he was one of their classmates all along wearing a mask. So that's why he's so good at making masks of people and switching them so fast. Mm-hmm. Because all his life he's because all to wear a mask. yeah he's had to wear a mask to hide his uh super, his horribly fucked up hamburger face. Mm-hmm. I love that reveal scene where he's Same. just swapping faces. Yes, and like it's very clearly like practical faces, mm-hmm. and they're like, just swapping out the actors, and mm-hmm. the actors have a bit of latex over mm-hmm. their yep. faces. I thought that pulling was, at it, it on looks the side. awesome. It, it looks, looks it looks really good. very good yeah. effect. Yeah, it looks it looks really good. It's uh, it, it's effective in the scene. I liked that a lot too. Mm-hmm. Um, and like him talking through, like putting on the makeup and stuff, super fun. Really good villain monologue where he's like. First, I take the what, how, what does he call his eyes? Like it's a, he has a he describes it in a fun uh, way. F- fried egg. Yeah, eyes. I take these fried he, egg eyes and I put in contact lenses. Like yellow, yeah. And like he he comes down and he puts one on, but it's clear they actually took one off. Like all that stuff, it's it's really cute. Did you ever see uh, uh, the Vincent Price movie, The Abominable Doctor Fibes? No, no. That would be very up your alley. But that oh, whole yeah. scene like reminds me of that. Vincent Price plays like a villain who's like been horrifically deformed so he like wears a mask while he's like seeking revenge show house of wax i haven't seen it but dr fives came out dr fives came out like the 60s -hmm. yeah yeah um well yeah so vince price's house of wax Oh yes, of course. I was castle. thinking, I was thinking of the Paris Hilton. Well, <laughs> jerk yeah, well, like well, like, while we're talking about it, like, yeah, that's something. I, at some point, I do want to cover. I think is that one is the two thousands one the, the, the re- really okay. yeah. I want to cover a couple of those uh, Dark Castle films. The, All right, the, man. Like, the remake from the two thousands because I think there's a lot to talk about there. And you know what? I've seen House of Wax. Actually, I only I 
I never saw House of Wax like during the era, but I saw it fairly recently. I think it holds up pretty well, and I definitely okay would pick it at some point. All right, yeah, I'm I'm game, man. Hell yeah. So anyway, going back to that, he's putting on the the cool spooky makeup. Yes. Yeah, I, I had that whole monologue was very fun. Yeah, I liked that too. Mm-hmm. And he's That's got all... the, the the mom aunt in the uh, in the big cast. Yes, she's she's mm-hmm. still alive because he need he's his goal is to finish lanyard gates's film and he's gonna recreate the recreated exactly so he's he captured the mom who it turns out is actually her aunt who showed up and saved her by shooting lanyard gates so that's why he captures her and puts her in a big full body cast so she can't move and she's holding the gun so she can yeah i was gonna ask like the the gun the paper mache gun was that just to recreate things accurately i'm guessing so because like that because it's like really weird it clearly wasn't like a real gun no she could have just shot him so yeah right yeah i guess I, I will... Being in front of things, there's a, there's a whole bunch of this movie where our protagonists and other people are looking out the projector window, which would just totally block the movie. I just, want, I just needed to mention that real quick. <laughs> okay. And it's, it's funny because in the set, like, there is another window, which is the one the projectionist actually looks through, that they could have just looked through. But no, they had to look, like, through the, the actual window the movie's being projected from. And it's like, they're, they, they just block the movie. Like, silly. But anyway, carry on. Damn. This movie not fucking realistic, is it? No, no, it's cartoon. I I do like at the end when he is like staging his recreation and it's like projected on the screen behind him and like in the shot he's like doing the the motions and like lanyard gates on the background is like doing the same mm-hmm. and it's like mirrored. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Um yeah, I like that too. I love that um, his the way he gets killed uh, is well. We, we haven't mentioned the fucking dinky uh, love interest. There's Mark. a dinky love interest throughout the movie. Uh, yeah. He rips his pants at one point and is mm-hmm. running around the rest of the movie with his ass hanging out. Yeah, but he, he well, that, the, maybe we should set him. That up, whole arc is really funny yeah, because. Yeah. Our main girl at the very beginning of the movie plays hard to get. Mm-hmm. And yeah, she runs across him on campus, and it's worth mentioning, too. Uh, she denies him by saying, like, hey, it's the age of safe sex, and any safe any sex with you isn't safe, which is fucking rude. It's like, and, what, uh, what does that mean? Yeah, what is, <laughs> hey, what is that? Is like, like, are you implying he has Like, does AIDS? he have AIDS or like, something? Okay, cool. Um, uh, well, it, so, like, it implies one of two so things. She, Either AIDS or rape. Yeah. <laughs> Neither are good, not honestly. Good. Not really great. And, they begin uh, this conversation by, like, passionately, like, full-tongue kissing. Yeah. Too. And, so, then, and then she says the need to him. mention that. Yeah, okay, I forgot about that, but yeah, that, that, that is important. And, uh, and then she, she tells him that, and then leaves. And it's like, okay, cool. She just turned him down. Like, that's that's what that was. But then my, so then my dude shows up at the movie event with another girl on his arm because she turned him down. And we as the audience are supposed to be like, oh, what a what an asshole. Well, it's that's like, how she reacts to it, too. Yeah. She's like, she gets all in a huff and, like, like runs, I don't know, maybe and, like, you runs like, off. Yeah, like, come on. And it's like... Yeah, you, you... You're the bad guy here. Like, you, tur- like you turned him down. Yeah. Why are you mad I mean, that he's showing up with You're allowed to turn him down, but girl. don't be mad when he shows up with someone else. Like, that's But then, progress. so there's, like, a... It's, like, an ongoing bit throughout the movie that, like, he gets up to go get popcorn or whatever, and he's actually going off and talking to the protagonist. So, like, another, like... Hunky dude. Big, beefy dude, like, comes and sits down in his seat, and then, like the boyfriend comes back and the dude has just like stolen his girl. Mm-hmm. And, and then the, 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 the dude is like, like dude like gets up and hits him in the face. Punches him. And the girl he brought yeah. with him gets all horny over it, which is very funny. Yeah. But then later she comes to him. She's like, I'm, I want to go home now. Take me home. And he's like, I'm, I'm, no. what are you doing? What are you talking about? bitch? My favorite part of that is the big dude comes out from yeah. the theater with the smell of vision the smell of rob clip on yeah. yeah he walks up with the nose clip on what what are you doing here he says you know i'll never hit a woman 
and uh, one, one of the, the female students comes yeah. up and is like, it's yeah, like that's just you. what I wanted to hear. Just yeah. like hit, she and bops him, which is great. Smacks him in the face. Yeah, that was fun. And then they lock him outside. So anyway, yeah, our the 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 doofus boyfriend character Mark, he falls down stairs a couple of times in the movie. Yeah, off screen um, he has to like jump a fence because he gets locked out of. The and movie yeah, rips his and, pants. So like his like ass is by a Doberman. His ass is just and hanging falls down out the for stairs. The yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's that one the one scene where they're going up the stairs in the dark and. And she's like, don't let go of the railing. He's Whoa, like, why not? He's railing. like, well, because you might fall. He's like, ooh. And just like the sound of him just like tumbling down the stairs <laughs> And the, the, the other student like goes down to help him. He's like, okay, just don't step on my wow hand. Like, Fucking Looney Tunes ass movie. Uh, it's man. great. I Looney love Looney Tunes it. ass Same. movie. So yeah, he saves the day by like he at the end when the the killer is about to stab the protagonist the boyfriend slides down the the uh fucking zip line from the balcony onto the stage and like runs into the fucking big mosquito prop which then goes berserk and i i love it because it stabs him it stabs the killer and he's like swinging around the stage like impaled on the big mosquito prop but also it's short circuiting so it's electrocuting him at the same time so his death is being simultaneously stabbed by a big animatronic mosquito and being electrocuted when he killed the the professor earlier by stabbing him with the electronic mosquito and then he shot he electrocuted the wheelchair guy to death so his own death is the combination of deaths he's wrought on other people earlier in the movie yeah it rules i love the love interest you know zip lining down uh one of the characters our our main protagonist she describes it as uh, Indiana Jones yeah or uh, George the Jungle well yeah he she's like it's like something out of Indiana Jones he's like more like George of the Jungle bum 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 um that's before Brendan Fraser's George of the Jungle too that's true yeah. that's true and then uh yeah the movie ends and uh we get this <laughs> credit crawl with this fucking just absolutely fantastic. Uh, spiders, zombies, yeah, monsters, yeah, yeah. spooky, scary movies, Frankenstein's brains and spiders and zombies. Uh, fucking songs. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's so long. God, it's so good. It reminds me of. Uh, have you ever heard that Kanye West song "Monster"? Yeah, where the Jay Z Jay Z has the took, the took the assignment a little too literally and just starts listing just off starts all these different monsters. monsters. Sasquatch, Godzilla, King Kong, Loch Ness, Goblin, Ghoul, a zombie with no conscience. Question: What do these things all have in common? Everybody knows I'm a motherfucking monster. <laughs> yes, very much, <laughs> very much the same. Hey, maybe Jay Z's a fan of of nineteen. 19- Maybe. <laughs> you never know. Oh man, um, y- y- y'all got anything else to say about this movie? Or I, you right? I think I think we hit all the the notes. I I will say the main protagonist, she's a fucking dime. She is gorgeous. There's there's some beautiful women in she this film. That, she does yeah. have like hella bangs, but yeah, I'll allow it. Yeah, it was 1991, dog. Yes, it was. Yeah. That it was. 1991. I'm a sucker for that smoky voice that she has. <laughs> I, I don't know how else to describe it. You a lot of Del Rey fan? No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, well, Ben, why don't you, why don't you rate it first? I thought this movie was great, man. I I had a blast watching it. Yeah, what a love letter to the movie-going experience. Um, this is a 4 out of 5 for me. Cleveland? Yeah, I'll give it a healthy 4.5 out of 5. A healthy 4.5? Wow. Yeah, it was fun. Um, yeah. It was fun. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's a very powerful rating. I'm a sucker for 80s films, man. Well, this was a 90s film. Oh, 91. So. It's basically the 80s. Yeah. Still, like, it's um, fine. Yeah, I... It's not, like it, it's not like you hit the 90s and suddenly everyone <laughs> changes styles. Like, it's not that fucking sudden. I enjoyed this movie, too. Um, I had a good time watching it. It's, uh, it's 
very corny. It's it's an aptly named popcorn film about a fucking popcorn ass experience at a fucking yee popcorn ass event. Yeah, it's all three and a half out of five for me. I thought it was fun. I enjoyed it. But that will give popcorn an average of four out of five. Um, so thank you, Micah, for this uh, this delightful little movie with a, one of the most bizarre soundtracks I've ever heard in a movie. If Incredible. I'm being banger, if I'm being real. Uh, <laughs> but uh, next week we are gonna be uh, what? Oh, uh, Renfield. Yeah. 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 Maybe it's good. Yeah. Maybe the trailers are bad. I'm. Ooh. Th- well. The trailers are definitely bad, but we're going to find out if the movie is too. I must say my my excitement for this movie has been on like a a gradual downward slant since the trailers came out. Cuz like I remember like when it was announced like Nick Cage Dracula, there's that one picture of him in costume and makeup. It's like this this is going to be crazy. I mean, Nick Cage's craziest performance is in Vampire's Kiss where he's a vampire. Yeah, that's true. So like my hopes were high and like and but, he kisses. I will say the the <sighs> gore in the Red Band second trailer Looks good. Uh, looks fun. Looks good. Looks yeah. fun. If it, the movie is like that, I'm on board. The trailers have been annoying as shit, though. So I'm, I'm. You know what? I'm ready for this one. I'm ready to rip this fucking bandaid off. Let's find out. Um, so come back next week to hear our thoughts on Renfield. Uh, I would normally do sponsor, but I forgot to do the rituals to refill the sponsor shelf. It's cool. It's, wait, the, the shelf. It's glowing. Oh my god! I see. I see the patterns. I see the sponsors. I see it all. Cleveland is receiving all. the sponsor beads directly the into his brain. Coming to me, <laughs> this week is brought to you by uh, 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 Credence uh, Murky Waters Re Revival. Oh, <laughs> he's, he's back on tour uh, with zombies this time. Go see it. <laughs> what the fuck? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yep. Why not? Uh, that'll do it for us this week. Uh, if, if you like the show, please be sure to leave us a five star rating wherever you're listening to this. Uh, you can support us on Patreon too at patreon.com slash pod people pod. This is a another reminder that we have added discord access to our $5 Patreon tier. So if you, if you subscribe at the $5 level, you can get in on our discord now. Um, hey, I, I blacked out. Did we do a sponsor? <laughs> Have we done a sponsor yet? Yeah, it went great. It did? Well, okay, cool. I'll just take a word for it. Yeah, <laughs> neat. It was it was awesome. Oh, okay. And now I'm asking for people to give us money <laughs> online. Believe it cool. or not, yeah, you should do that. Um, uh, yeah, so uh, you subscribe to our Patreon. <laughs> um, you can uh, you can follow us on Twitter if you need a social media presence from us. There isn't really one, but uh, at Pod People Pod letterbox.com slash podpeoplepod where you'll find a list of all the films we've talked about on the show with our average ratings and links to those reviews. Um, you can find me on Twitter at some spooky snake and streaming on Twitch at twitch.tv slash some spooky snake. Yeah, Spooky Saturday is coming up soon. Coming right? up! Soon. Um, yeah. <laughs> when? I don't know yet, but soon. <laughs> maybe maybe this weekend. You never know. <laughs> Keep your eyes uh, on the channel. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Mr. Sheets. Uh, consult your pineal gland to find out where I'm at. Just kidding. I'm, I'm at DreadXP.com. Uh, or at least you can find a lot of cool games that uh, that studio is working on, and I am working on a lot of that stuff. Uh, go check out all of DreadXP's games. Uh, go Wishless Sucker for Love 2, A Date to Die For. It's fucking rad go go wishlist uh, my friendly neighborhood it's fucking rad go go check out all of our games they're fucking rad uh that's it for me baby all right well thanks for listening and i don't know about y'all but uh i think it's time let's all go to the lobby and get ourselves to get a ourselves a treat. treat everything is a movie to me yeah well let's let's make the next one a comedy okay 
Would you hold me? Yeah. 